0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman.
1: Take five, story time. Craig Hoffman, Logan Paulson here for the story time Thursday edition of Take 5. Friday whatever day this is I don't know Logan they're all they're all mushing we finally got ourselves sorted after the short week and then now we're now we're mushed back together again Uh, here's, here's what I know for this podcast uh we we take a look at the opponent and we tell some stories about our time either covering games at that place or playing at that place uh or in Logan's case playing in that place it's Logan Paulson bowl number two of the season uh where you went and played or Dan Quinn's Atlanta Falcons, not with Kyle Shanahan as the offensive coordinator, as many people would probably think, because Kyle had already left for Chicago, but you were there under Steve Sarkisian. Uh, how'd you wind up in Atlanta?
2: Sark. Yeah. So I had just finished up my time in San Francisco and I was kind of like, doesn't look good for old Logan. You know, I was like 30 <laughs> years old and uh, I was up in Detroit and I had a meeting with Matt Patricia and I was like, this is not the business. Like, so I might have to just think about hanging it up because like he, Like he was very nice. He was very personable in the meeting, but I just remember thinking like, this is going to be miserable. Cause he, you know, he comes from that new England thing. And like, as we're driving from the airport to the practice facility, it was like kind of this bleak day. And I was like, this is going to be my future. I'm going to hate my life. And then (laughs) I was like, and then they didn't sign me. So I was like, okay, maybe I dodged a bullet. Maybe it's time to be done playing football, whatever, whatever. And then I got a call from Atlanta. Um, and, uh, was the guy He was the assistant line coach here when I was here. And he was like, come on down. And so I went down for a meeting and it was like a totally different vibe. It was like a beautiful day, beautiful facility. Dan Quinn is like the most dynamic, you know, kind human being. And you're just like, this feels way better. And they're like, they want to sign you. And then it was like a little bit of a bidding war between bidding war air quotes. Because it's like, you know, how much like a pack of peanuts for the signing bonus. But um, (laughs) bidding war between the two organizations to get me there. And I was like, I'm definitely not going to Detroit. So like, let's make this Atlanta thing happen. So that's how I ended up in Atlanta.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah. And then, how was how was the experience that year? What
2: it turned <laughs> out to be your final year? Uh, well, that was that was my final year in Atlanta. And then I went to Houston for a little bit, so we can talk about right. Houston stories. When we get to Houston. Yeah. But the one thing about that is that was the first time I'd ever played with like a high-powered quarterback, right? Like I guess a guy mm-hmm. who's like probably top ten, top twelve in the NFL, guy. You know, potential Hall of Fame type guy. Like I played with Jay Cutler, who was very different. Uh, I played with Deshaun afterwards, but. Matt was very different. And so how he operated was really fun to watch there, right? Because he'd get there early on, uh, you know, Monday he'd be there. Tuesday he'd be there early. Him and Matt Schaub used to walk around the building together, kind of building the game plan out. And I remember it was probably like week two. It was very early in the season. And we're in the middle of a meeting, and Sark's installing a play. You know, uh, Steve Sar- Sarkeesian, who was an awesome guy, by the way, a very nice dude, um, you know, like smart football guy. He's installing the plays. We're going through, and I'm making my notes. And all of a sudden, goes Matt goes, "Hey, go back!" And everyone's like, gets all quiet and weird. And Sark goes, "Go back to what?" He's like, "Go back to that previous play." So he turns the page over. He's like, "I thought we took that out." He's like, oh, "Well, this kind of goes with this other thing." And he goes, "No, we took it out." And then Sark's like, "Okay." And he just takes the page and just throws it off. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And so that was like the first time I'd seen that happen. But that happened every week. He was like, Matt would just be like, "That's out." And Sark's like, what? And he Sark's like, that's out. And so to see a guy with that kind of control as a player over the offense was really, really interesting to me because it was like, you know, like the Sark need, it was like one of those things, does Sark need a stronger offensive perspective? Or is that the right way to handle it in terms of appealing to the best player on your offense or one of the better players on your offense? Well, so that was when that player is a quarterback. Correct. That was a really interesting dynamic. And one of the things where like, Um, you know, like I think about how Kyle would have handed it, handled it. I remember talking to Matt. I think I mentioned that on the show where, yeah, uh, you know, where like Matt was like, Kyle would never do that. And just where that, where that offensive perspective comes in, because I was like, I'd never been around anybody who could just tell a coach like, Hey, we're not doing that. That's out. And just like cut that out. So that was a really, uh, kind of eye opening experience for me about like the, like the power structure of those elite quarterbacks. You hear stories, but to see it firsthand is something completely different and matt was not a bad guy he wasn't like mean about it but he was like i don't believe in that play take that take that crap out so uh my my atlanta story is just to tell you that all the press members will be
1: very happy to be going to atlanta because it is probably the nicest press box in the league uh the food is fantastic uh i don't know if they do this because we were there for a preseason game when i was on the beat and so it wasn't a it was actually the jordan reed concussion game where like everybody's like jordan reed is back and then he got smashed by uh was that in
2: the preseason that happened yeah that happened it was the, the preseason third preseason right?
1: game and it was I like on that. a drive that he probably should have not been playing anymore and yeah. you're like son of a gun he Like right
2: over the middle right
1: uh, i mean like, it was i wouldn't say it was a good hit i would say it was a pretty dirty hit actually No, but i'm saying it like, was like the, the was contact the, was
2: yeah, yeah the contact was good is what i'm saying yes
1: yeah the contact was very very solid um and i just remember walking out of the stadium that night being like this season is going to be bad. And boy, was I right? Cause that was 2019. Um, which turned out to be Jays last year and kind of ended that night in a lot of ways because Jordan was so essential to that offense. Um, but yeah, man, it was, uh, the the press box food was incredible. They bring Chick-fil-A at halftime. Again, I don't know if that happens on Sunday games because Chick-fil-A doesn't do Sundays. Um, but they have like a Carvel ice cream machine in the press box, what? Uh, and the, the spread is incredible. So yeah, all the so, press members so, will be very happy so you, on Sunday.
2: You you had like softball previewed this story when you started, and I've never seen our producer, uh William, like so excited about it. He's like, Oh my gosh, the food is so good. So you like I I feel like between your like very measured description of what a nice press box food is, and Will's like maybe this is like a five star restaurant. I don't. It's hard to know exactly where this line. Oh
1: is. no, there's like they also have like that's just like kind of the the extra stuff like the Chick Fil A and the Carvel, <laughs> whatever. Like the the actual food that they put out for the spread is very is very good. good. I don't think it's the best in the league, but it's very good. And the pre, like the press box in general is very very nice, which is something everyone definitely cares about. In the same exact level as your Matt Ryan stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just put myself in my place. All right, that's Logan. I'm Craig. Uh, we will see you Sunday at TAP Sports Bar for the Take Command pre pregame show. Have a great weekend.
2: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.